And I learned when I did that on stage. So I learned a couple of things. Number one, it definitely got people's attention, obviously. I mean, you're sharing something so vulnerable, like it, it stopped, people stopped texting or whatever. They they look, they, they listen to you. Um, number two, you had people that came up to me afterwards and say, I have it too. And I've never shared it unless it was with a partner. Or number three, they come up and say, I don't have herpes, but I have my own story that I'm terrified of. And thank you for doing this. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events, and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Today we have a guest I'm super excited about. Her name is Alexandra Harbushka, and her life was sent into upheaval when she received a call from her doctor diagnosing her with herpes. Shaking, feeling like her life, her goals, happiness, and desires had all gone up in smoke. She was left scared shitless and with a new mission to share her story with people just like her and to let them know that their feelings are normal, natural, and that they are not victims. With that mission, in mind, she founded Life with Herpes, an online community consisting of a podcast, a website, YouTube channel, wellness products to support the skin condition, and an online community that provides support all dedicated to shattering the stigma of living with herpes. Before founding Life with Herpes and becoming a mother to her son, Clinton, and a wife to her husband, Bill, Alexandra worked in corporate America with roles ranging from Ralph Lauren to selling new home construction to being a mortgage loan officer. And her education includes a bachelor degree from the University of Arizona, a postgraduate certificate in ministry, and is currently working on a master's in theology. She is also an ordained minister and provides ministry counseling. Welcome. I feel like <laughs> so many things. I love it. Thank you, Kat. <laughs> um, and this is a topic. So today we're really going to be talking about this process of really owning something that was terrifying and, and like a source of very deep, probably like shame and things that came along with that of a stigmatized um, condition like this. So sharing your deepest secret and really catalyzing something that was so hard for you and so painful probably into your whole life's mission. And that's right. amazing. Like, right. That Thank is, you. <laughs> that is like the embodiment of turning pain to purpose and to, to your passion. So welcome. I'm super excited to have you here. And I'd love to just kick off with a little about how all of this, like your story of how this kind of went down and when, what you want to share with us about this process of learning this and then creating this entire empire around education. Thank you, Kat. Yeah. Well, of course, nobody thinks they're going to get diagnosed with something 
when, especially in your twenties, you know, that's something that, Oh, I got when I'm older, when I'm older or whatever. Um, and in your twenties, you, you know, you're young, wild, free or whatever. I knew about sexually transmitted diseases, of course, but I never thought it was going to happen to me because I had a preconceived notion of the type of person that got that. And in my mind, I wasn't doing that. So just a little example, I thought, well, like if you have a steady boyfriend, then you won't get herpes, like, because you, you're not going to get it from your boyfriend. So that was just my thought, but lo and behold, <laughs> that's what happened. Here I am. Um, so I was 28 years old. I was dating a guy and, um, he didn't know he had it. Mm. So there we go. Of course, when I got that information, I was devastated. I was angry. I was embarrassed. I was scared. I was alone. I thought I truly, truly believed that I was going to have to settle in every aspect of my life. I thought I'd have to marry him. I thought I'd have to settle with work. Like I can't get too stressed out because I'll get an outbreak. Um, I thought that I'd have to, you know, maybe I wouldn't be able to have children, my health, like everything I thought I thought I had to struggle. And one of the things that I realized, I call it my Eeyore phase. You know, we all know Eeyore who is Winnie the Pooh's friend, but he just has a rain cloud over him all the time. That's just who he is. And I was Eeyore for two years. If I look back at pictures of myself, like I looked gray. There was no like color in my skin. I had some other health issues going on, which I'll get to that in a second. But I realized, all right, I was turning 30 and I thought I have to figure this out. If I don't figure this out, I'm going to be a victim to herpes when there's millions of people living with it that are not in the same boat I am. They're living life carefree and it doesn't even phase them. So how do I get there? And speaking about health, because you know I think that really is the most important thing. And if your health isn't there, you can't perform in other areas of your life. At the time I had awful acne, like the ones that you know, like you like give birth to and like those. <laughs> I had chronic yeast infections. I had chronic like BV. Um, and I was getting lots of UTIs. So I was on, you know, an antibiotic for acne. I was on an antiviral for herpes. I was on antifungal when I got a yeast infection and I was on some other antibiotic when I'd get a bladder infection. And I was like, this is not right. Probably because- side effects from all of those medications. Right. Yeah. And then, and then like one causes the next and the next. Yeah. And so I'm not blaming anybody, but myself for not realizing it sooner. And I thought, okay, this is, I'm going to get myself healthy. And it's, it's a journey. It's a, it's an absolute journey of, um, okay, so this causes that. Okay. So I, I learned that I'm going to acupuncture and I learned cutting dairy out of my diet completely changed my acne. What was like that turning point of taking hold of your health and really diving into learning more about it and trying alternative it sounds like you're, you manage a lot of this and kind of came through this with alternative type medicine practices as well. Yeah. And that's what I kind of started realizing. I thought, okay, first, let me start with some exercise. I was, I've, I've always exercised, but I was also in that point in my life. Like, yeah, I feel like it today. I don't feel like it tomorrow. I was in my twenties. So if there was a taco Tuesday, of course I went, you don't work out the next day, you know, like the, I was in my twenties. So I realized, okay, I, I have to start that. Like I got to start getting focused because your immune system is what fuels everything. Thing. If your immune system isn't on point, then you're getting sick. So a strong immune system prevents herpes outbreaks, um, which then is a trickle effect for all the other things in, in your life, you know, or if you get, if you get a cold that can give you a herpes outbreak, or if you're on an antibiotic, it can give you um, bacterial and infi- all, you know, it's just, it's a cycle. So I started with acupuncture and I learned about different um, types of foods that can trigger things, cause things. Um, and little by little, I started getting off each anti- antibiotic or viral or whatever I was on, fungal, all the things. 
Wow, that's amazing. I, I love that you really turned that too into like doomsday of Eeyore for two years and then control over your life and over the outcome. And I'm curious, like what was there for education? Like what helped kind of guide you? Did you have anything when you got the diagnosis and you're like, ah, my life is over because I think that's a lot of what people think about when they hear that. I know that was always like what I thought about too. And then I learned more by seeing people speak out about it and being like, oh, wow, I didn't realize this was so common. And like, that's so amazing that they're sharing with it. And um, so what, yeah, like what was that, like, what was that process like of deciding, okay, I'm going to turn this around. And then did you have any resources or was it all you just kind of like figuring it out as you went? Great question. So there were no resources at the time. So interestingly enough, when I was in high school, I was a peer educator for sex ed. So I I knew everything. Things changed obviously as, as we go through life and learn new things, but I I knew I knew about STDs, STIs, I knew about the anatomy and physiology. Like I I knew that stuff, but there was no resources. This is 2011. So Facebook was hot. Facebook yeah. was going on. Instagram really wasn't anything yet. Um there were no Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. There, you know, it, it wasn't what it is now. So they're like zoom didn't exist. We've changed so much in, in these 11 years, 10 years, decade, whatever we want to say, there were no resources. So you literally are silent. Like you find this out and you are silent. My doctor was very compassionate, right. but she still sends you on her way. Like, here you go. There was nothing. And so that's why I went into that EOR phase. Like you can't talk to your friends because they might tell somebody and you can't talk to someone that doesn't get it because then they add to the stigma. Like, well, of course you got it. Like, I know why you got it. You know, it it fuels the stigma. So you just kind of sit there in silence. What made you decide to start sharing it and speaking out about it? And how long did that take? Because it sounds like after the two years, you started taking it into your own hands and making um, decisions for your health and things like that. But when did you start educating and, and really turn it into your mission? And how was that process of like uncovering it to the world? So luckily when I started trying to figure out this whole herpes things, I started going through like a lot of self-help, I guess was the best way to describe it and listening to, you know, like positive affirmations and learning different way to look at things. Um, so I, you know, would listen, it was, I bought the CDs. It wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't podcasts. I bought the CDs, listened to them in my car. And so little by little, I just kind of like moved through this phase. Mm-hmm. But then in 2015, I launched a podcast, had nothing to do with herpes. And I just started podcasting for fun. I was um, in corporate America at the time. I was like, I need some, I need like a hobby, something fun, something that would like, I loved marketing and things like that. So I got into a podcast. Well, I was asked to speak at a, co- a podcast conference in 2017. And I was asked to speak about something very vulnerable and something that is work-life balance and and self-worth and, and speak your so anyways I moved it into you need to speak your truth mm-hmm. about you in order to connect with your audience and then that allows you to have you connecting with people that are more your tribe yeah. then you are having a better work-life balance so that was my whole like thesis yeah. I guess or whatever you want to say so on that stage I shared that I had herpes did you plan it or did it just kind of like happen? I planned it yeah Okay. It was terrifying. Yes. Absolutely terrifying. I know working with so many women where they're, they're wanting to tap into more of this vulnerability. They're showing up online. Of course, like now we have Instagram marketing and they're growing their business and they want to tap into this courage and this authenticity and share 
their deepest secret or, or something that feels vulnerable to them and connect their community. What was it that gave you the courage? Do you know, like, how did you gain the courage to share something like that on stage? Yeah, Yeah, it was my husband um, at my time, the time was my boyfriend, but my husband now, and he goes, cause I was going to share something. Um, when I was like in my early twenties, I got in debt and my husband's like, everyone gets in debt in yeah. their twenties. Like, it's not, that's not that. I mean, it's still a big deal. Terrible, it but was, yeah. yeah. But he's like, that's doesn't really differentiate you from like, you were able to pay it off. Like, okay. He moved on, you know, yeah. he's like, that doesn't really speak. Mm. to the heart. Um, he's like, I think you should share, you have herpes. And so I did. And I learned when I did that on stage. So I learned a couple of things. Number one, it definitely got people's attention. Obviously. I mean, you're sharing something so vulnerable, like it, it stopped people stop texting or whatever. They, they look, they, they listen to you. Um, number two, you had people that came up to me afterwards and say, I have it too. And I've never shared it unless it was with a partner or number three, they come up and say, I don't have herpes, but I have my own story that I'm terrified of. And thank you for doing this. By being authentic, by sharing this. Now, I've created a whole business around it. You don't need to share a whole business around it, but by being authentic and compassionate and um, practicing forgiveness and all those things, it definitely allows your story, if we're talking marketing wise, your brand story, who you are, it allows you to connect with people more. Yeah. You have a cause it gives that understanding or that connection of I can relate, maybe not to that exact thing, but I can relate. Like everyone has something, everyone has a secret or everyone has something that they feel shame around. They're afraid to speak usually. And so anyone in the world seeing you go on stage and talk about having herpes, which people, you know, it is stigmatized. People do like, Oh no, Oh man. You know, like, ah, you're sharing it. Like that gives them the permission as well to share things that are hard for them. Their story, whether, whether it is sharing it with somebody like a personal relationship or whether it's sharing it with their audience, but it just allows you to be humble and not let that thing control your life. Yes. Yes. Cause whatever it is, I struggled with a herpes diagnosis, but I haven't struggled with, um, drugs or alcohol. I haven't, str- you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what that's like, but I can imagine we all have this period of an Eeyore phase. And then we have a period of, okay, I got, I got this. I went through something very similar. I mean, my, I had more of the, the alcohol struggles myself and like the, the more of the partying phase when I was younger. And then my brother died when I was 22 and I had a similar experience where I went like way down into, I, I guess you'd call it an ER phase and, you know, partying more, drinking more, and then had that time of like, okay, I'm going to pull out of this. And, and I noticed too, that whenever I share with people about some of that and the harder times and the numbing with alcohol and stuff, even if people, it's the same thing, people either say, I totally relate. Thank you so much for sharing. Or I can't relate to that specifically, but I have this thing or someone close to me struggles yeah. with that and it right. opens it up. Yeah. It gives that sense of connection and that community, which we need. Right. And, and when you are going through something so heavy, like, like you were going through, I mean, the loss of a loved one, mm-hmm. the loss of the loved one is the number one, most stressful thing people go through in life. Yeah. And the, the third is buying a home. That's the only reason why I know that is because I was in mortgage and real estate. So third um, is buying a home, but being able to connect with other people and say like, I get what you're going through when I was there. 
This is how I did it. Doesn't mean you have to make a business around it, but in order to be healthy and in a, your own business, you, you yeah. got to face that. Otherwise it continues. It's the ER cloud. It just stays yeah. on you. It doesn't leave you. Tell us about what happened in terms of emotionally, physically, and business. Like what, what changed on that stage after you shared that? Like, did, did you notice any massive shifts? Like, whoa. <laughs> still scared, like still scared to, to have this conversation about it. Um, and I was very terrified to then really, really go public. Cause like I went public, but I didn't know these people. Yeah. Some of it was streamed, but then like their friends don't know me. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know people. Um, so in 2017, it's interesting. So I, this was in like January, February, um, that I announced it. I got engaged in April. I launched life with herpes in May and I got married in November. You had a big year. Had a big year. Yeah. That was the year that you said it. Wow. So that's when I launched Life with Herpes. And it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. One bit of information, if anybody's going to go public about something that's so um, heavy, definitely tell your closest friends or family. I know there's like a big, do I tell them? Do I not tell them? But I would just tell, like, if you're going to come out with something like, if they don't know about it, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Cause they're going to like, someone else knows. And why didn't she? Yeah. So yeah, just, why wouldn't you tell me, but you told the world. <laughs> right. No, that, that really makes sense. So it sounds like a lot shifted for you after, after making that decision. Yeah. And what was it like to found life with herpes and what has that journey been like for you since? So one, one more thing on that was difficult because when you do come out and say something so strong, Um, you have to know why you're doing it. And this is anything I talk about this with disclosing. You have herpes. I talk about all the time. You have to know your why, why am I doing this? Why am I going public about my herpes diagnosis? And I had to go back to the reason why I'm doing it is I truly was alone for two years and cried every single day and really felt that my life was over. And I knew that if I could go public about it, that I could help someone, whether there's people that take their lives over this or there's people that like, I've, I've talked to thousands of people. I've talked to people that are like, I never went swimming with my kids because I thought I could pass it in the pool or I never got married. Or I had another woman tell me she was going through the adoption process. And she goes, well, I, I removed my paperwork because there is something on there that asks about um, STDs. And I was like, no, we, we need families. We, we, you know, so again, I don't want anybody to, to have it. So I go back to the uncomfortable conversations I may have had after this, or the looks I got from people after this are just a blip. And I know that it can long-term help other people. So that was, that was really my why I encourage everybody to have their why. Having the mission at the forefront to be able to keep that solid base. And then the smirks or the opinions from people, you know, those are much easier to roll off when you are rooted in like why you're doing it. I think if you're going to share your deepest secret just to get a lot of likes on Instagram or something, then that's not a good Don't do it. (laughs) That's a wrong strategy. But if you're doing it with a real root cause and you know, it's going to help people then that is an entirely different conversation. You now run Life with Herpes. Um, do you have different like programs and resources? Like what does that include and for, for people that are going through this? It's shifted. So everything shifts, like the social media, like everything shifts. So um, I have an online community of people that, so I have a private community 
mm-hmm. um, where people can, it's, I use Slack. I don't know if you know Slack or people listening use Slack. So it's like a Facebook group, but I don't want to be on Facebook because I don't want your cousin's friend's kindergarten friend who's in the sandbox to know that you have herpes. I use a Slack group. We we have hundreds of people from all over the world that we all support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really my, my main, that's the most supportive thing that I have. I have tons of resources. I wanted to be a resource for herpes. Um, there's so many like very sterile type information out there. Like if you go to WebMD or like the CDC or Planned Parenthood, it just feels very sterile, like you're a number. And I really want it to be a community-based, not so like want, 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 you have herpes. Yeah. So <laughs> information about life. And I also have lots of toolkits. So are you disclosing you have herpes? That's terrifying. How do you do it? When do you do it? What do you need to know about herpes? What do you not need to know? How does it impact your life? And then I also have products for people if you get outbreaks that we can help prevent those. That's amazing. And and how would you recommend someone that has a stigmatized condition like this? Like how do they find their community? What's the best way to find a community when you're dealing with something like this? Right now, I'd say social media. I would say pick your social media platform that you like and find it. The, the two things I really suggest when people are diagnosed with herpes, which goes to anything, is number one, educate yourself on it. Education's power. The more you know about it, the more you're able to connect with it. So there's so many st- stigmas attached to herpes, who gets it, why you get it, how you get it. There's all these misconceptions that are not true. Um, so you need to, you need to understand it. Number one, number two, then find a community. So like I said, find your, your platform. Um, is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it YouTube? Whatever it is. And you will see now people are more vocal on, and they, they, they add comments and you, you can begin to chat. I have a community, like I said, but there's lots of communities out there for lots of different topics. That's so helpful. We have it. I was saying earlier, like when you were saying about the CDs and no podcasts and things like we do have it so much easier now. <laughs> How about we yeah. find a community and resources like this? One more question I have about you before we move towards closing is you mentioned that when you learned a lot of this information and you went into, you know, the, the dark phase and then began to pull out of it and you did a lot of mindset work and things like that. For someone that learns that their life is about to change and someone that's kind of confronted with a, a major, you know, painful moment in their life, is there something that you would recommend that they do when they learn that? I was going to touch on this and I think it's really important because no matter what you're going through, I call it the three stages. So it's fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and our body naturally does it either fights it. And it's like, I'm going to find the cure or whatever, or I'm literally going to fight, like go knock someone out. The flight is I don't attach with this. I'm just off. I don't know anything about it. Mm. Or the freeze is like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm going to get back in bed. And I'm exaggerating those. So we got to move through those phases and whatever phase you, and you will go through different phases of it. The two things that I think are really, really crucial to this is number one, you have to practice forgiveness. For example, I had to forgive my partner. Um, He didn't know. Of course I thought, well, how could you not know? Of course you knew. I had to forgive him for that. He didn't know. Mm -hmm. Then I had to forgive myself. So I blamed myself. Well, maybe I should have done this. Maybe, you know, all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas that you know in hindsight. So I had to forgive myself. I have to continue practicing that. And then the number two that goes in correlation with it is I have to take responsibility for my actions. I did this. Nobody did this to me. It was my choice. 
I made these actions. I made the choice to date him and I made the choice to have sex with him. Like those were my choices. And I made the choice to say, oh, you don't need to get tested. I trust you. That was also my choice. So I take those responsibilities. So for anybody that's about to go through something, recognize what phase are you in? Are you in the fight, fight or freeze? Work through that, acknowledge it and say, okay, this is where I am. And then again, practice forgiveness and responsibility. Otherwise we go down this path of victimhood. Well, this happened to me. And then we stay in our ER phase. Mm, You're like relinquishing control over the situation when you do that. And you're just Mm -hmm. stepping full into victim mode. Um, And I know I said that was one of the last ones, but I want also to ask you for any women listening that have been diagnosed with herpes and maybe they haven't found their community or maybe, you know, they're struggling with dating with it, or they're struggling with the stigma around it. Is there any advice that you would give that woman? That woman that has herpes, I would say, don't let it hold you back. There's no reason why you can't date. And I would say, get really comfortable with the uncomfortable conversation. And remember that in a relationship, the herpes conversation should be the easiest, hardest conversation you have. So there's going to be lots of hard conversations you have in a relationship over, over time. This should be the easiest, which sounds like it's the hardest, but it should be the easiest. And we should know our worth. If somebody rejects us for having herpes, that person is not worth our time. They're going to reject you for a little annoying rash. What if the next big thing happens? That big thing. So don't look at it as if I didn't have herpes, he'd be with me. He wouldn't be with you regardless. It's almost a fast track to the conversations that every relationship is going to experience. Like, can you handle this? Can, is it worth working together on? If not, it's like, "Ah, it's a pretty easy out. Like it's a pretty easy, this isn't going to work. Right. Right. It's super, it's a super easy out. And then, you know, exactly what that person's intentions were and that's okay. It still hurts, but it hurts less two weeks in than two years. Like it. Thank you so much. I do want to ask, what does it mean to you to be a wealthy and well woman? In my life, I I would say your health is the most important. It's something that I've struggled with and still struggle with. I have thyroid. I have to like all these other things. Like I I can burn myself out really easily. So being a, a mom and a wife, I enjoy working and I enjoy exercise and all that. Finding that healthy balance that I wake up and feel good every day is my number one thing. Cause if I'm, I don't feel good, then I'm not being present with my son. I'm not present with my husband and I'm not present with my, my business and my community. So if you are present with yourself and and healthy, then the wealth will come in business-wise that will feed. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of a business, you know, and and it, it, it really is in all aspects of your life. And I mentioned, I was going, I'm working on my master's and theology. And one of the recent topics we were talking about is a minister has like a moral ethics in one, like they think, oh, you're a minister. Oh, you have these ethics Mm. and they do, but it also has to carry out through your community, through your congregation and through your family. If you're not morally ethical with your family, how can you be present with a congregation? So same thing. If I'm not healthy with myself and don't feel good, how am I going to support other people? It just, you can't embodiment all the way, like practice you preach in every aspect of life. Thank you so much. Where can people plug into your community? You said your community, um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, and then your website. Is there anywhere else? And I'll drop all these links as well. Yeah. Life with herpes. Um, so if you just want to find life with herpes, it's, it's on all of them. Um, I'm most active on TikTok. 
but I have hundreds of videos on YouTube. There's lots of resources for you. And one other thing, one other thing, just I have to mention it for everybody out there. If you're going to get an STD or STI test, you have to specifically ask for herpes. It's not included. So you may think you're being a responsibly sexually active adult and you are, but it's not included. So, so many people don't know they have it because they're not being tested for it. I've seen that before that like the percentage of people that have it and don't know is extremely high, right? 90% of the people with genital herpes don't know they have it. That's huge. Just know that, that you actually have to ask for it. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alexandra, for coming on the show today. It was so lovely to have you. Thanks, Kat. I enjoyed this so much. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there. And I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.